We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's time for a little bonus episode here on The Vault, so welcome in. It is Wednesday, May 10th here as we get ready for the 2023 NFL regular season schedule release. We're going to have plenty of more coverage on that on Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Sarah and I will be live right up until 10 o'clock for the unveiling of that. We're going to have Brian McFarland, Raven salary cap analyst, joining us in just a couple minutes. But we got to because literally right before the start of this taping, Sarah, we learned one of the first schedule leaks for Baltimore. We got to cover that really quickly. So as you know, for this just the second time in franchise history the Ravens will be playing an international game and they will be going back to London as you see there week six against the Titans sorry Nashville fans not this year the Ravens and Titans will play in London at Tottenham Stadium week six so there you have it Bobby I woke up to a DM from UK Ravens so we are currently trying to schedule them to come onto that live stream Thursday night obviously that starts 7.30 p.m. our time. Not the best time there in London, but they, uh, they're trying to figure it out. And uh, we're trying to get that all set up to, to get uh, their reaction. I guarantee you they are super excited out there in London. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I mean, that, that group is already super, super diehard Ravens as it is. So for them to get another game here for the first time since 2017 is, is awesome. And as Jeff notes just for your programming and calendars october 15th 9 30 eastern because of the what five or six hour time difference there so really looking forward to it be more around town will be sponsoring our live stream show and they already will have the link in the description of this video but they are already offering a trip to go across the pond with the ravens so be on the lookout for that and uh, again week six Lamar's first international game and the Ravens look to again, avenge one of the worst losses in team history, which we all know is well-documented back in 2017 against Jacksonville 44 to seven. It was a stomping. Okay. We didn't bring him in to speak about this, but again, we had to cover that. We will have more on that in the coming days, but let's get his reaction. Anyway, Brian McFarland joins us now on the vault. Welcome back. Thanks so much for your time, Brian. We're going to, to talk about what is your bread and butter but uh you're gonna be going to this game probably not i would go to nashville nashville is a great trip it, it really is a great trip and um but uh overseas that's just not in the budget right now <laughs> for sure 
Well, Brian, we've uh, we've covered the contract of Lamar Jackson extensively. Um, but before we fully moved on from it, I wanted to do a deep, deep dive on all of it. Now that all the details are out, there's nobody who can help us cover it better than you. Um, I've tried, you know, I've been covering the Ravens for about 20 years now. I've tried to uh, learn about the, 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 the cap and all these things so that, you know, I don't sound like a complete idiot around here, but you are the expert of all. We can see here for the audio-only listeners, Brian McFarlane, you need to give him a follow at Raven Salary Cap. There is nobody who does it better. So, Brian, from like a 1,000-foot pitcher, okay, I'm going to give you a multiple choice on this. Choose an adjective, okay, that best describes Lamar's contract from a player perspective, okay? I'm going to give you spectacular, strong, fair, weak, Terrible. And then I'm going to ask you to do the same from a team perspective. So one of those adjectives from a player perspective. I think I'll go with strong, um, mainly because of the, the, um, the no cap pledge or the no tag pledge at the end. Um, That I think that gives, regardless of the numbers, I think that gives Lamar an incredible amount of leverage uh, in the future. Um, if you and a good place to look right now, we'll be watching the Cowboys and Dak Prescott as he enters the last year of his four-year deal, and he had a no he had a no tag pledge as well. And you know, I some of the reporting out of Dallas is he's got them over the barrel, so to speak. You know, I mean, he really has. And as this goes, I mean, it, it, it's not it's leverage. It's not leverage in the next couple of years, but when we get to year four of that four or five of that deal of Lamar's deal and those cap numbers go astronomically high. Um, that's when you would normally expect, you know, a, a, they, they could be restructured, but you would normally hope for an extension at that point, but in his back pocket and in the, in the back of the Ravens brain is if we don't get something done uh, by the beginning of the fifth year, hey, we're all, we're back to what we were just went through over the last two years in a, in a sense, except the Ravens don't have, as they did this time, the leverage of, we're going to put the tag on you and, you know, we're going to limit in a way what you can do. There won't be that. They won't have that in their back pocket. So I think from Lamar's perspective, that absolutely, that's a huge win. Uh, the no trade clause. I don't think that that means that much. Um, but the, the no, the no tag provision at the end is just a tremendous for Lamar. So give, give me an adjective from a team perspective, then spectacular, strong, fair, weak, terrible. I think it's it's fair because the numbers are right where in a way they should be. Obviously, you know, I mean, it's not fully guaranteed. So from that standpoint, it's a win for the Ravens. Um, and, you know, I mean, it, it this contract is just the natural progression of of quarterback contracts, the way things normally go. Um, and it's really just a I mean, it's really just a bump. What's it? A 10 million dollar total bump. And it, I think it's a 10 million. It was a couple million in fully guaranteed money from the offer that was reported back in September. So from the Ravens standpoint, you know, the Hertz deal helped because it got, obviously got things moving and maybe it uh, I don't know. I, this may not be a fair way of saying it, but maybe it got Lamar to real be more realistic that, you know, this is, you know, this is a good offer because her Hertz, you know, who doesn't have an MVP, but although who did take his team to the Super Bowl you know, got the next big contract and in, in your next in line. So, I mean, from that standpoint, I mean, just getting it done from the Ravens standpoint is a win. You know, I mean, because now he's here, 
he'll be here. He, you know, you don't have to wait till he shows up in, you know, September 1st or whatever it might be. Uh, now he gets to be with Munkin and, and, you know, get to learn the offense and, and things like that. So, I mean, from that standpoint, just logistically, I guess, is a win for the Ravens and the money is the money's where it should be. It's where it's always should have been, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's a strong, I mean, I don't know if it could be a strong deal for both, both, um, cause I mean, in a way you feel like somebody's got to win here. <laughs> um, but I, but I think it's, I think it's a good, it's, I think it's, I'll, I'll go strong deal for both because it, Ravens have certainty now, um, now three years from now or four years from now, we get to that fourth year when those cap numbers go up to 72 and a half million. Um, you know, they're going to need to go to Lamar and say, we're, you know, we're, we got to get this extended. We got to spread this money out. And, you know, who knows um, how things will play out. Obviously, this one wasn't very smooth, to say the least. So, you know, but at least they've got for the next three years, they don't have to worry about it. Well, why don't we get to, you know, how the, the money breaks down by category in terms of stacking up, you know, against other contracts in NFL history, signing bonus first, cash in one year first, um, $156 million through the first three years first. Hundred and twenty-two and a half million in the first two years. First, fifty-two million on average per season. First, total guaranteed money, hundred eighty-five. Second, and then in total value, two hundred sixty million. Second, where do you see the compromise after seeing these these categories? Well, I mean, I don't know that. I mean, like I said, this is this is this is the natural progression of contracts. So. Um, obviously most, most, the next contract and, you know, if Burrow or Herbert or Lawrence is next, you know, all of those will become second (laughs) and most likely, uh, certainly with Burrow, uh, you know, with Burrow, uh, you know, at some point. And then, you know, I mean, there's, there's already, there's already reports that Mahomes, uh, who, who signed a sweetheart of a deal with Kansas city. I mean, talk about team friendly. And I mean, he's been underpaid because he's now just hitting the big money of his contract. And now, of course, now he's, I imagine after seeing the contracts explode since then, you know, it's not going to be another 10-year deal for him. It's going to be, we're going to just restructure these last, what, six or seven years they have. And, uh, but he's going to get up. I mean, he's going to, he's going to top everybody. I mean, why not? So, um, and he, and he may wait for Burrow and then, you know, okay, Burrow, that's the next big number. And then, and then Mahomes comes back in and just breaks it. So, I mean, I, I don't about compromise. It's just, this is where it should be. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, I've, we've talked about it for since this, the numbers came out in September and the numbers were, you know, these are just a bump on those, but they really are where they should be. You know, the total guarantees, you know, that's going to be fully guaranteed in a year. Um, and then, in 2024 his 2025 salary becomes fully guaranteed so you know then you're looking you know then you're pushing this over 200 million in essentially fully guaranteed because they're not cutting him before they're not cutting him before next season to, so that so that's when 2025 becomes fully guaranteed that's an, you know that's another 21 million that becomes fully guaranteed so um you know, it, it, it's, I guess I think it's a strong deal for both sides. It's, and it's done <laughs> to be honest with you. It's done. That's Do you not all. feel that, that Lamar kind of based on reports compromise in the sense that he didn't get the, you know, the fully, fully guaranteed, even though that to me is the compromise. Like you said, the 185 total will be guaranteed in the year. 
And so maybe that was the way that they could, you know, kind of compromise from, you know, a Deshaun Watson type fully guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, and I've been saying that all along, these vesting guarantees where, you know, you've got your fully guaranteed number of 135, but then the next year, another, you know, the next year, the next year becomes guaranteed, fully guaranteed, and the next year, the next year becomes fully guaranteed. So um, you can essentially, or virtually, however you want to call it, make it really close to being fully guaranteed. So, yeah, I mean, if he was truly stuck on the fully guaranteed, and I mean, there's some reports saying he was, some saying he wasn't, certainly yeah. seemed like he was, um, you know, and that, that's a, yes, that's a big compromise, but I mean, that's, and then the trade-off, I guess, is he compromises there, comes back to, I hate to say it this way, because this is too strong, but comes back to reality of the way these contracts, the history of these contracts work. Um, and then, the Ravens compromise by giving up the, the the possibility of tagging him in five years. So, um, yeah, that's why I think it's probably considered a strong deal both sides, and that those are the compromises they both had to make. So, Brian, for those, so when before I, you know I started working the NFL, you know I would just read you know a headline that said you know Lamar Jackson five year deal two hundred sixty million. And that's all I really cared about as a about as a fan. But then, if once I started learning more about it, once you start learning about, there's just so many details in these contracts. I start to learn that there's so many categories that are in, that are important. So I wanted to, kind of with this graphic up, we can see these different categories. Obviously, all the categories combined is what creates a strong or weak contract. But if you were doing a contract for yourself, or if you had a client and you were doing a contract, how would you rank the importance of these different categories? Would you say like the new money over three years is most important? The fully guaranteed money is most important. That tag, that tag and trade clause is most important. The money per year, like how would you rank these categories? Because for me, from what I understand, it's really the new money over the three years and then maybe also that fully guaranteed, if but but it's never really been accomplished prior to Cousins and 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 Deshaun Watson. So I've always felt that the new money over three years was was the most important. Would you put that at the top of the list of importance in the of these categories? Yeah, probably. I mean, the total value of the deal isn't that important uh, because obviously yeah. players can be cut. Um, and and then obviously when you have a are they be restructured anyway or extended later be especially uh, quarterback deals so that number and that obviously that the average per year goes along with that but yes the money over the three years because you're unlikely to get cut you know in those three years because of especially when you're you're talking a 72 and a half million dollar bonus counting 14 and a half million in, in you know each year and if you get cut after a second year you're looking at what close to 50 million in you know in in or 40 to 50 million in uh dead money so that money you you know you're not getting cut especially on a deal this size over those 3 years so how much you get first year how much you get over the 3 years is probably the big correct parameters to look at and obviously guaranteed money because that goes hand in hand i mean if the guaranteed money goes beyond 3 years well okay that's even better but usually they don't usually it's the uh, within that first three years. And obviously there's some option bonuses in here as well. Um, so, I, I mean, it's, you know, I, so I think, yeah, I mean, I think those are the, the definitely the, the, the things to really look at. I mean, you, you know, you hear 260 million, oh, wow, you know, 52 million a year, but 
Yeah. He, he's not going to, it's unlikely that he's going to play these five years exactly the way this contract is because we get, again, year four and five, something's going to probably happen. I and mean, it's what Flacco happened with Flacco's deal. You know, that was a deal that was really set up. And that was, you know, he, he also had, you know, that was a cup. That was a franchise tag situation too. He didn't get to the franchise tag. They got it done right before the deadline. Uh, but that was a, a six-year deal, if I remember correctly. And it, but after three, it was one that had to be redone after three years. Like you said, too, those reports are starting to really surface about Mahomes. Get the sense that something's going to get done before the start of the season, and he's only a few years into his deal, so that makes sense. We wanted to get your reaction to something that Peter King said recently. So listen to this: Baltimore Ravens gave Lamar Jackson really what he wanted in this deal. And look, I'm sure he would have wanted 260 million guaranteed, but I think what he really wanted in this deal is to be shown that we value you more than any quarterback in football. Lamar Jackson has seen that the Baltimore Ravens have treated him financially better than any quarterback in football. And I think that amount of respect was really important to him. You agree with that, Brian? Um, I mean, I again, the, the offer they made him in September was pretty much that kind of you know, that kind of deal. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously I think all the players want that. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a badge of honor. I'm the highest paid player. Um, other than again, the, the Deshaun Watson, you know, fully guaranteed money. So, I mean, I think they've always respected him. I think they've always, you know, treated him with respect. So obviously showing, showing me the money is, is the ultimate respect, I guess. So, um, I don't know. I think that's a little overstated. Um, like, as I, I, you know, like I said, the offer that the September offer was, you know, top of the market at that time too. So, but yeah, Hey, whatever. <laughs> well, it is interesting. Yeah. We, we pulled up here from Jason over the cap. I know you respect him a lot, a lot of good numbers over there. Uh, he kind of showed the, the cash flow in each year. And, you know, you, we were just saying that the first three years is like the most important in each contract. And well, Still, I think Deshaun Watson had the better the better deal because it's fully guaranteed right. on five years. So that's why I think Peter King overstated it. But maybe the second most because looking at this this from Jason, he gets, I mean, by a large ma margin, the most money in the first year, eighty million, beats beats Jalen Hurts by by twenty there, then one hundred twelve million top of the league, and then one hundred fifty six million in that third year. So. That's definitely top of the league, even better than Deshaun. It's just that the Deshaun's back end, he gets guaranteed too. So in that sense, this is why this is why I always say, Brian, like, you know, from an agent perspective, they want to have some sort of win so they can put out, you know, in Twitter, hey, this is the most, most money in NFL history, $52 million a year. Well, who cares? Like, that's a right. great thing to say because that, that we're, no, we're not going to see the back end of that. But what really is a win, but it doesn't resonate as much with the fans, is that 156 million in the first three years. That's the most ever in NFL history. So that's really the win, but it doesn't resonate as much with fans. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, that's just that's just the idea of digging into those numbers deeper. Um, and that's where, you know, the eight the agents, you know, you're right. It's just, hey, look at these big numbers. Um, but yeah, and Lamar, I mean, Hey, you know, without an agent, he struck a pretty strong deal. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, might've gotten done sooner with an agent, but, uh, you know, you can't complain about anything, uh, you know, from a Lamar perspective at this point. Um, but again, you know, Mahomes, those numbers, all those numbers will become number two in a couple of months, (laughs) or maybe there'll be three by, by the beginning of the season, they might be three or four. Um, depending upon, you know, if, if Herbert comes you know, gets a deal done too, or if he, I don't know that Herbert will top it. I don't know if Herbert will top it or not, but it is sort of the progression. The next guy along, I mean, when Flacco got his contract, he wasn't the best quarterback in football, you know, when Kyler Murray got his, he wasn't the best quarterback in football. So, um, you know, so that's just the way contracts work. So Brian, what do you make of the timing of this? Because like you said, this deal is not that dissimilar from the one reportedly offered in September. In fact, Eric DaCosta said that on an interview with, with Mike Florio. Um, so, so I, I know actually yesterday, Eric DaCosta was on the lounge and he did say, he's like, I will say this, like getting Lamar done before the draft made the quarterback less important in the draft. So I'm just trying to like, what do you make of the timing of the deal? Like it had been lingering for a year and a half, almost two years. This deal isn't that dissimilar. Jalen play into it. Did the draft play into it? Was there more stuff? Why that day, that week, did they get it done? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm only speculating here, but I, the Hurts deal, I think, showed that the fully guaranteed is just not going to happen. And um, and I don't know, maybe it was, you know, we don't know who contacted Lamar, if they did or did not, as far as other teams. Maybe he just felt, you know, it's not happening elsewhere. The Ravens have, you know, it sounds like they, you know, sent a, a upgraded offer after the the Hurts deal. And, you know, maybe it was just, I'm done with this. This is, you know, I'm, I'm like the rest of us, you know, I'm done with this. It's time to get this done. This is a good deal. I've pushed it as far as I can. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, maybe he wanted certainty too. Uh, you know, maybe he wanted a $72.5 million check in his, in his bank account, you know, direct deposit into his account. I can't even imagine what that looks like. <laughs> um Monopoly so, money. Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think it I I mean I think it probably was as simple as that. You know, the Hertz deal set the parameters. It it said to Lamar, okay, the deal they offered in September was was pretty good. It was, you know, it was fair as far as that goes. Yeah, it's not fully guaranteed. And now they, you know, Hertz topped that and now they gave me a little more and you know, let's get this done. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting what would have happened in the draft had it not been. 
Uh, would they have drafted a quarterback? Would they have, um, which would have changed the complexion of everything, you know? So, um, yeah, so I think, may, and maybe that was in his mind too. Maybe, you know, I, I like, you know, he said, as he said in his press conference, he didn't want to go anywhere else. He wanted to be here. And so maybe it was just, okay, I've pushed this as, you know, as far as I want to at this point and let's get something done. I know we've covered a lot of this already, but I, I wanted to bring up your your chart breakdown here, essentially, that kind of goes through the annual salary of of Lamar's, you know, five year, two hundred sixty million dollar deal. So can you, you know, as best you can for our audio only listeners, can you take us through this uh, year by year? And then also, you know, would you say that this is essentially looking at these numbers, a three year deal, given the jump in cap space in year four, kind of like we were suggesting earlier on and a potential restructure to come at that point? Yeah, I mean, I think it uh, well, and obviously we don't know where, exactly where the cap will be in three or four years. Um, by that fourth year, um, seventy-four and a half million sounds like a huge number, obviously. Um, but if the cap is, you know, it's it's two twenty-five now. If it's, you know, if it's three hundred or four hundred, <laughs> you know, if it's three twenty or something like that by then, um, then maybe seventy-four isn't as big of a number as it looks at this point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, he gets the big signing bonus to seven, two and a half million uh, this year with a $7.5 million base salary. So that cap charge uh, is a hundred is, I'm sorry, it's 22 million. Uh, so that's down 10, uh, 10.416 million from the, the franchise tag. So, um, so that's, that gave them some nice cap relief, a little cushion there. And um, then there's going next year. There's an option bonus, a seventeen and a half million dollar option bonus. In 2025, there's a twenty-two and a half million dollar uh, option bonus. So they did put void years in the deal, um, and they did that for proration purposes because you could only prorate any of those three bonuses out over five years. But obviously, if you're giving a, a, a that op that second option bonus in 2025, there's only three years left of the deal. So they tacked on those two void years to to spread that money out. Uh, it would mean if he's not with the team, uh, if if the contract runs out, so to speak, and he becomes a free agent since they can't tag him in 2028, there would be uh, because of the two void years, there would be 12 and a half million in dead money. Um, you obviously never want to have dead money, uh, but by 2028, again, the cap may be 350 or something like that, so or more, so. You know, 12 and a half sounds like a lot now, but it, it's a kind of a it, it's a minor number by then it, where we expect the cap to be. So um, so I don't I don't feel like that's a you know, if that was next year, like like with Odell Beckham's deal, which I think is 11 million dollars because of void years, that kind of hurts. Um, but this one that far down the road, if it gets to that point, um, isn't going to really hurt from a cap perspective. What's going to hurt is he won't be around, I guess, at that point. So, so yeah, I mean, it's that that's that's 2026 number. The cap numbers jump from uh, 22 this year to 23 next, uh, to 43 and a half um, in 2025, and then comes the big jump 2026, the fourth year, and then 2027, the fifth year of the deal. Um, those numbers are 74.5 million dollars in caps a uh, cap number. Uh, there's never been a cap number that high. Um, I don't, I think that is the highest cap number in any deal present deal that's out there. I, you know, some are obviously the latter years of these big quarterback contracts are in the fifties. 
Um, but I don't think anybody's ever come. I don't think anybody's got a 60, to be honest with you at this point. So um, they know more about where the cap's going to be at that point. Um, so that is something that, you know, at least in the fourth year, they could restructure with void years if that's what they wanted to do. Um, but certainly by that fifth year, um, I, I can't imagine him playing. I get, I, it's, I think it's possible to play that fourth year, um, not at 74 and a half, but at a restructured number. Uh, but I certainly by the fifth year, I think something has to happen because then again, you're getting back into the situation where if you can't tag him after that, you need to get something done before 2027 for sure. Probably 2026, but definitely uh, before 2027 happens. So, Brian, given that the big jump in 2026, like you said, at the very least 2027, and then as you said, the, the no tag clause is huge. How would you compare the leverage for each side, Lamar and the Ravens, this time around, which, by the way, took almost two years, <laughs> Yeah. versus, so would you say maybe like it was 80-20? That's why I never hated that Lamar, you know, put out there that he wanted to trade. I think that was a, a negotiation tactic because he didn't have very much le leverage. Would you say maybe like 80-20 and then it might flip the other way? Lamar has 80-20? Like where would you put the leverage uh, for each side the first time around versus what's going to happen the second time around. Yeah. I mean, the longer you get into the contract, the more leverage Lamar gets. So at year three, the, you know, after, so after 2025, you're heading to 2026 and you're staring at that 74 and a half million cap number, that first, that huge raise there. Um, you know, then the leverage there's probably 50, 50 because it's, okay, let's get something done kind of thing. And, and this is going to benefit both of us kind of art, you know, um, and maybe now that they've gone through it, maybe it'll be easier this time. Who knows, you know, um, but as you get, hope. right, right. But as you get to 2026 and again, once you get to 2027, I mean, if it, if there's no deal before, tw no uh, extension before 2027 and you're hitting that last year, I mean, I'm, I'm putting the, uh, leverage at 90% for Lamar, you know, because uh, you got to get something, I mean, you got to get something done or I'm a free agent and all you get is a third round comp pick when I leave, yeah. you know, I mean, and that's, that's huge and they can't trade him. So they can't use that. that. So that's where the, the no trade clause doesn't mean anything in the beginning, but at that point it does because they can't say, okay, well, we can't work out a deal with you. So we're going to trade you somewhere without his approval. And, they, and that, you know, and there's the leverage again. So he gets to go to the other team. Okay, go to other, we're back to other teams, him, him being able to talk to other teams as his agent and work out a deal potentially with them. But then they're going to give him a huge contract. And where, you know, at that point, you know, it all, it all ends up being, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it might be 95% at that point if it gets that far down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Early on, it's, you know, we get to 2025, it's let's get something done to benefit both of us. Uh, you know, who knows how many other quarterback contracts will happen um, of the even, the, you know, the guys that because the guys that are going to be drafted this year will be getting contracts by then, you know, so we're way down the road. And, you know, that 74 and a half maybe won't be so, so crazy. But, um, but yeah, by that, by that, that last year, I mean, Lamar has them by the, you know, what. <laughs> 
why don't we uh why don't we finish here and i know sarah you're up against the clock so, so feel free to bounce whenever but i wanted to bring up your uh chart that you put together in terms yeah. of the comparison the josh allen versus lamar career cash flow and before we dive into this i wanted to share a, a texting conversation between brian and i from back in march this was well before the deal uh, ended up getting done mind you but uh, i said i said brian this thought that lamar will never make up the millions he's lost compared to josh allen fact or fiction brian you write back and say I mean, we don't know what the eventual contract will be, but overall, I think so. On average, he would have made over 40 million per year over the last three years versus 1.3 million and then 23 million on the obviously on the franchise. Uh, I'm sorry, on the fifth year option and then the 32 million that he would have made on the um, on the non exclusive franchise tag. Even if the APY is higher on an eventual deal versus 43 million per year, if he signed back in 2021. The money he'll make going forward is going to be top of the market either way. But the money lost over 2021 to 23, plus, uh, in your opinion, the long-term security that was involved there uh, can't be made up. What do you think now after after diving into this thing thoroughly? You still stand by that? Yeah, I mean, it's it, the deal worked out so that it's you know it it's it's pretty close, and I mean in the in the end, and I'm I, I'm not seeing this as well as I can because my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. But okay, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, it works out that you know, um, I mean, this is a monster deal. So uh, you know, I it obviously the cash flow is different now. The the difference. It, that's going to happen is Allen is once Mahomes gets his deal, Allen will get his deal and hit. And these numbers on Allen's side are going to change as well. So, and they're always going to change. So in the end, I guess it, it's worked out. It's worked out pretty well for Lamar. You know, I mean, it's this, the monster numbers and, and obviously, you know, they were up against the gun again and we got to get this done. And and so I think that helped in the, and the Ravens have always been heavy cash flow in the early years. I mean, that's the way they've done their deals. So the big, I, I was thinking on this deal was going to be a $60 million signing bonus and a, and a $10 million cap, $10 million salary. So the cap charge would have been the 22 million. Um, but they, they obviously did it different with a bit, with a much bigger bonus and the, and the smaller base salary. So, um, you know, it, it's, it, it does, it's worked out. It's certainly worked out for Lamar and I'm going to try to, my eyes are terrible. Even Here, with let glasses me, on. Let me for, the, for the, for the audio people who don't get to see this and that'll probably help you, Brian. So I, I put this together because we had done an episode. I can't remember if you had come on or we had coded you from another one or, but Bobby and I had said that he wasn't ever going to be able to make it up. And so I'm holding myself accountable too here. Yeah. Um, so, so what I did is I went to over the cap and I got, you know, cause I know they're the most trustworthy. I got all the running cash flow from them or the cash flow paid paid out. So basically by 2022, which was the end of um, last off season, Lamar was behind Josh Allen by 52 million. Now, why do we take Josh Allen? Because Josh Allen was drafted the same year, but remember Josh Allen was drafted before Lamar, so he got a good head start. So you can maybe shave off maybe a little more than 10 million from that when he was deficit 52 million by the end of last year because Lamar was eligible to get a deal done after his third year and didn't. So that's where everybody was like, well, in 2021, Lamar was making only 1.7 million where Josh Allen in, 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 cash flow, you know, he got a bump of 37, almost 38 million that year. So 
And then last year, Lamar fell behind even more. So the idea was like, well, he should have just gotten a deal with, with Allen. And then here comes this deal where it was the most money ever in the first year by a large margin. And so if, if they kept their current deals, which they won't, Lamar would basically be caught up by the end of 2023. He'd be down by, you know, 500,000, but then he'd be totally above uh, Josh Allen by 2 million by 2024. So, but obviously after 2024, Lamar's, we just talked about Lamar's going to, the Ravens are going to want to do something after 2024. I was looking at Josh Allen's deal, a nice spot to redo his deal is 2024, but he could push, as you just said, like Mahomes and not wait all the way till then. And so that's going to be to me, what would like really decide who's ahead or, or, or not, because if Josh Allen does his deal next year, then he'll jump ahead again. So to me, it's always about like when they, when all these guys restructure. Uh, but if they're, if they played out their contracts, Lamar would catch up by 2024. Yeah. Yeah, he would. And it, it's, it's like I said, it definitely has worked out for him. And obviously the, the, the structure of Allen's deal, he's he's more. I mean, a lot of the money, other than the big option bonus he got in 2022, it, his money is much more backloaded um, because of the length of the deal. And that and Mahomes was the same. They, um, you know, they they don't see the the. Whereas Lamar's, as we talked, them Lamar's got that 156 up front uh, in those first three years. Uh, Allen and and uh, and Mahomes deals were were not cash heavy in the in the early years uh, and obviously your, your graphic shows that so um so that's where lamar certainly is making it up and and, and making it up quickly to be honest with you <laughs> so brian why don't we finish here you know just given the rocky sin signing given the undrafted rookie class given the rookie deals you know from the draft that are starting to be finalized here where do the ravens stand overall with uh with their salary cap yeah, so we don't. We still don't have uh, Rocky Scene's numbers. Um, my guess is they'll use void years again to, to keep that low. Uh, without without Rocky Scene and without Zay Flowers because he's not signed yet. He's the only draft pick that hasn't signed yet. They're at about thirteen million. Um, they're going to need more. Um, they just do to your do your off season business. Your sign your practice squad. Your have money for practice squad elevations during the season. And then obviously guys that are on PUP and, and IR and then having money to go into the season. Um, that usually is about 15 million these days by itself. Um, so that puts them to be honest with you under, uh, you know, under that right now they're uh, so, but they've, they've not, they haven't restructured any of their contracts, any of their big contracts yet between Stanley and Humphrey and, uh, Andrews and Roquan Smith and and so forth. Uh, they could create another twenty six million. I think it was twenty six or twenty seven. So they've got plenty of flexibility. They'll have. Pl- uh, I don't know that they're going to have any big signings at this point anyway. But the the important thing, and DaCosta has shown he likes to do it, is they should have money in the season. So at the trade deadline, if they need to make a trade, um, obviously you know Roquan Smith last year, and then Peters. Well, three years ago, uh, you know, great midseason. Tra- I mean, both of those transformed the defense, um, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, and and I know two years ago, I think it was, DaCosta lamented that they didn't have, you know, that space to make kind of move like that. So, um, you know, so he likes to be aggressive that way. They ought to be able to have that space. I mean, they, they've got, they'll have space. I mean, I don't know what Marcus Peters is going to make, but obviously the market is not real um, 
hot for him at this point, seemingly. So, uh, you know, if there's a guy like him or, or Justin Houston, there's room to get those guys in to be creative with the contracts. So they maybe they use void years, maybe they don't incentives like they did last year. I mean, Houston, I think, made what an two, extra two million dollars, I think, uh, by from sacks and playing time. So. Um, so they have the flexibility they need, and it's um, it's nice to see for once to be able to say that. Well, Brian, as always, man, you, you are so thorough. Again, we want to remind everybody that your work can be found at Russell Street Report, also on Twitter, as you see there on the screen, at Raven Salary Cap. We appreciate you for dropping by, and uh, hope hope you enjoy the rest of offseason here. You're, you're kind of transitioning into your, your, your kind of, it's, it's ramping up for us, right? But you're going to kind of chill these next couple months, aren't you? Yeah, it slows down, and then when we get to roster cutdowns and things like that, when we have to talk about these and you know, how much it's going to cost for the practice squad and all that. But yeah, for for the time being, it will uh, it'll calm down for sure, especially after these last two years. All right, you guys. Well, Sarah, awesome stuff. Brian, thanks so much. And again, we will next be in action for our live stream coming up on Thursday night at 7.30 for the annual unveiling of the 2023 NFL regular season schedule. So be on the lookout for that. As always, thanks for dropping by Inside the Vault. Special guest Brian McFarlane will definitely have you back. And again, thanks for joining us, guys. Talk to you soon.